This is JFM Podcast. morning and welcome to Let's Talk segment of Money J on J101.9 FM. Today is the sixth day of September uh, 2021 and um, in the next 24 hours, Plateau State, especially those people that, you know, were alive when it all happened and those people that are still alive and would live in the memories of uh, that fateful incident on the seventh day of September 2001. Well, I've, I've never been on the Plateau at uh, those times, but I I came in into town a couple of years back, specifically six years ago, and you know, I've listened to a lot of stories. And funny enough, you still see and feel the scar of that fateful incident and the subsequent one of 2008. And the question is this, as we commem- uh, commiserate the 20 uh, years anniversary of that particular crisis of 2001, how much have we grown? How much have we, you know, learned to accommodate ourselves, especially when you look at situations where even on the plateau, there are some places that you cannot visit if you don't belong to a particular religious sentiment. There are some places you cannot visit if you don't do this, if you don't do that. I mean, when you listen to things like this, it just tells you that uh, the state needs to do a lot more as regards bringing back uh, the fiber of peace that the state has always been known for. Hey, you look around you in the entertainment industry, in the sporting world, in politics, every single, uh, you know, sphere of life there's one plateau person setting the pace you know making things work that's why some of us can leave you know the comfort of our homes our families and come down to the plateau and still stay years after you know finishing our national service it shows that the story of plateau state is beautiful and it can never be better told than the history that we put out there for the people when you google plateau state what comes to the attention of the world is it the crisis or is it the beautiful weather or is it the amazing people or is it the friendly and accommodating fiber of the state and that should be what we are selling not pictures of uh, you know crisis or conflicts you know burnt buildings uh, you know maimed individuals uh, people that have lost their families their properties and when you follow the incidents that have happened or that is still going on in villages across parts with Riyom, the dong community the Rigwe community uh the needless destruction of life and properties then you see that we've got to see ourselves down and have a very comfortable and constructive conversation about the true picture of the plateau story what do we want the world to know about plateau state what do you want to tell the world about your own beautiful plateau as a son of the soil as tarok as birom as Ngas, wherever you come from as long as you carry the blood of plateau state inside of you what are you telling the people around the world about your beautiful plateau so that is going to be the conversation this morning this tuesday will be 20 years since just was seen of mass killings and destruction the meanest in the history of the state hundreds of people were killed uh, tens of thousands displaced in less than a week a violence suddenly erupted between christians and muslims in a city where diverse communities have coexisted peacefully for years and now let's talk about the journey towards a peaceful plateau as we start this conversation on j11.9 fm this morning once again welcome to let's talk 
Welcome back to Let's Talk on J101.9 FM. Uh, my guests are seated uh, with me already. And, um, uh, you know, uh, one of the guests uh, is someone that I've observed from a very long distance, uh, from a far distance, I beg your pardon. I've seen him. I've attended a lot of symposium that he's spoken. And every single time he speaks about the Plateau story, you fall in love with the state over and over again. I have uh, from the Peace uh, Practitioner, uh, Plateau Peace Practitioners Network this morning, I have uh, Mr. Silas uh, Muhammad Abdul Salam uh, joining us in the studio. Good morning, sir. Uh, good morning. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Okay, of course. Uh, he's not alone. Uh, this story will be more interesting when you know some people that have lived on the plateau for over 50 years. Uh, they've had their investment on the plateau. They have their families on the plateau. They have virtually every sphere of their life on the plateau. And that is exactly where the narrative is taken this morning. Joining Mr. Silas Ume uh, this morning is uh, Mrs. Anita George from uh, the... Uh, the just of course, ambassador. the Just Town Ambassador, the JTA. Now, when I read about the JTA, I figured out that it's not even all of them that are from Plateau State, but these people had lived on the Plateau for about 30, 40, 50 years. Hey, it's going to be an interesting conversation this morning. Mrs. Anita George, thank you for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me. Okay, so we go straight up to the deal now. Uh, let me start from uh, Mr. Salis Abdul Salam. Uh, 20 years down the line, I'm sure you were here when all of those uh, instant happen on that fateful day I, I heard it's a friday and um on the 7th of september take us back memory lane and don't open fresh wounds just take us back memory lane what the state was like and after that time what the state had been uh, thank you very much um i'm also the spokesperson for jta you know so um you can imagine what it feels like 20 years back compared to uh, when we were born over 50 years ago, precisely like uh, 57, 58 years ago, just was the most beautiful place to be in Nigeria. No doubt about it. Everybody planned their holidays, arranged visits to just. In fact, some of us that went to school outside Plateau always uh, tease people and say if you have not been to Joss then you don't know what a beautiful uh, weather can feel like Joss was the ultimate have you actually checked the history of uh, white settlements white people coming to settle you know in Joss and on the plateau go and check the history of Joss and then check specific locations like just uh, like uh, Vomvet, check specific locations like Gindri, and then even by extension, some of us that went to school in uh, locations like Akwanga had foreign teachers in our schools. We had Indians, we had Britons in our schools. That was what it was like. The weather lured them here. The hospitable nature of the people lured them here. And then this prejudice we have today was completely absent. You know, so today we would want to say we're not commemorating. We're not celebrating 20 years. No, we're stock taking 
you know and then we want to now look at this day as a day that we stand with humanity not stand with the religion not stand with any ethnic quest for ethnic supremacy quest for ethnic for for religious supremacy we're going to stand with humanity so 20 years down the line i think and most people on the plateau and in just specifically feel enough is enough this prejudice this negative stereotype narrative should stop 20 years of bitterness in any 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 average lifespan of anybody should be very significant that if you don't achieve anything in 20 years for goodness sake you should not think of coming out of it so i think and i suggest and i humbly appeal that we should not take it beyond 20 years so we're not celebrating we are standing by humanity and hoping that um it should be the end. Okay, uh, let me go straight to Mrs. Anita George. Mm. Uh, Mr. Abdusalam said uh, we're not celebrating, uh, but for you, being a part of uh, you know a team of people that have chosen to re to re speak or to re-narrate the plateau story uh, via the uh, Jostan ambassadors, and uh, like I said, when I read about them, I figured that a lot of them are not even originally from plateau, but they've chosen to find home here. But down the line, uh, would you want to make that decision again? To be part of if there's anything at all just town ambassador looking at how diversified the, the state had been not in terms of its natural resources now but in terms of uh, the sentiments that we share oh i'm not uh Biram. i cannot develop the Biram people i'm not muslim i cannot appoint a christian uh, you know into a political office and that seems to be what we have on the plateau right now as against what necessitated setting of the johnstown ambassador uh, talk to us about the journey and how you think all of this narrative can be Changed uh, to positive reels. Let me just start. Um, thank God, Salis was one of the people we grew up with. As you all know, his way of life is Islam. I grew up from a Catholic family. We had friends who were Igbos, different from different parts of the world. Most of the, most of their parents settled there in Jos. Jos would have had the chance to be really a cosmopolitan state. It's just that um, I don't know what uh, I think all these crises have come to reduce those possibilities. But um, we had people who came in from Ibadan. We had Igbos residing here. We had people from Kano, Adamawa, Gongola State. My dad originally is from Benue State, Idoma. It used to be Benue Plateau. We all grew up regardless of where you came from, what you look like, what your beliefs were. We grew up in school. You know, schools then were very integrated. We had fun. We we went to picnics at eleven o'clock midnight. Yeah, and, that's and true. Our, yeah, you remember Sally? Yeah, I remember. Our parents would believe we were like 16, 17, 14. We came in from my family came in from Lagos, but would always come to Jos for Christmas holidays with my cousins because my mom is half Biram. Half Biram, half Togolese, funny enough. My dad is Benway. He had always he met my mom and cutted my mother in Jaws. You know, so I think a lot of this has to do with the way we were brought up. So our parents, that was their, those were their ideologies, living as one people. They looked at the next person as a complete human being. There was no, there was no reason to look at Salis and say, oh, Sally comes from Bornu or from the 
Gambia or Anita comes from Benway or from Birom land or who cares? I need to be realized. I think it's most probably when we got old that we started realizing, okay, actually this person and this person is that. JT is made up of a conglomeration of Nigerians. Irrespective of where you're coming from, yeah, with the just with the just history, we've had we've had uh, it's a group of people that have had uh, over fifty years of friendship. Yeah. Okay, now uh, let let me still stick with you, uh, Mrs. Anita. Uh, You talked about sorry, sorry. Chief Anita. Mm. Chief Anita. Oh, apologies, (laughs) Chief Anita. Okay, now uh, you talked about how uh, bulk of what you had growing up were more of how your parents raised you. Uh, The the, the ideology that was put inside of you that irrespective of what you look like or what the other person looked like, you're coming from the same source, which means you're all humans before you became anything. So where did we miss it? Is it that uh, you know the new generation have refused to learn from history, or our parents? I've not been able to pass the same ideology into our mind. I'm still with you, Chief. Okay, yeah. I, I think where, where we lost it, it has to do with the social economic structure of the country. You understand? Um, kids who are not supposed to be on the streets are on the streets trying to make a living for themselves and for their families. Um, a lot of the times our mothers spent a lot of time with us. They didn't depend on house helps to bring us up. So a lot of these things matter the way jobs available, and you were more prone to working with your parents first, or maybe the family business. It was not a big deal to carry on from your father's um, mm. footsteps. Yeah. So my, my, my dad uh, um, was in the army, you know, grew up in the barracks, grew up in Ibadan, Lagos, just name it. My mom was a diplomat, grew up in, just name it, all over Africa. So it's um, um, what I'm saying, our parents, because I, I met, a, we came to Jaws at around, Stay coming to just at the age of eight. We'd always come here for Christmas because my mom is Biram. My dad was very keen on her coming back to meet her people and stuff. You know, my grandmother is from Togo, but she married a person, a Biram person. I met so many people. I never knew that. I just thought Plateau State was just a state. I thought it was just one language, other languages, and Hausa. We used to go to um, 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 Sala in Line Zana with the Sali Hassad, you know, have parties. It was. It was unbelievable, and I think that um, that life we had has really affected us, this particular age group. That is why it's like a, a, a cry. We came together and said, you know what, we need to get this state back to where it was. A lot of the kids don't even have an idea what it was. They don't have an idea what it was. But I think if our econo- social economic structure is formed better through education, jobs for the people, skills for a lot of his youths to learn. A lot of his young people, you're talking about 20 years of no peace, a lot of his kids are 19, 20, 21. Most of them don't have friends from the other side of town. A lot of Christian kids don't have Muslim friends. A lot of Muslim friends don't have Christian friends. A lot of traditional people don't mix with either party. Do you understand what I'm talking about? It's it's obscene. Okay, but let me let me talk to you, uh, Mr. Salis. Um, you you've been a huge part of uh, you know the Plateau Peace practitioners, and you've been at the forefront of you know selling the message of peace to the outside community, and of course uh, within the Plateau people across board, irrespective of your divide, your social relevance, or 
your your political sentiment but how do you want us to wake up and grow and learn from the history of the event of 20 years ago you said we're not celebrating because there's nothing to celebrate and that means we still have a lot to learn from but but take us through this learning process how can we develop as a people uh, to appreciate what we have as one plateau well, uh, thank you very much. Uh, before I answer your question, let me add to what uh, Chief Anita had said. Um, we are experiencing the heights of parental failure today uh, in the country. And then we also have gross, you know, uh, spiritual failure. Uh, when I mentioned these two aspects, I mentioned it very deeply. Because when you say parental failure, yes, most of the kids we have today on the streets the parents do not even cater for these kids we are bringing forth children that we do not have the capacity to to take care of and let us not pretend about it there are certain locations you you go to in just today you find out that for instance you have cultists the parents do not have control over these people this was strange. Even the university, University of Joss, never had history of cultists prior to this crisis 20 years ago. Now, I say it's strange because you go to certain locations, forget about the fact, that, forget about the nomenclature. You go to the, the Muslim settlement, for instance, you know, because we live in segmented areas, bias settlements. Amongst the Muslims, you have cultists. But they just call them a different, they, they refer to them with a different nomenclature. They say Sarasuka. You go to Apata, you go to Rukuba Road, you go to um, Genta Adamu, Genta Manguru, Kufang, I mean, sorry, uh, Kabong. You have cultists there. It's just the nomenclature that differs. Now, this is a sign of parental failure. It starts from the home. Before you blame the government, you understand, you have your own rules to play, then the government meets you. If you can't enroll your child in a school, the government cannot help you while the child is at home. If you go to certain areas among the Muslim uh, uh, settlements, you go to a place like Gangare, 99.9% .9 of the residents there are Muslims. But you have Sarasuka. You have situations where Muslims kill Muslims, Christians kill Christians. This is absurd. We never knew this in Joss. I got married in 1993. And the first person I got married to in my life was the love of my life then. You understand? And she's Birom. She's a rompam. We have three lovely kids. One is late. Uh, may God bless her soul. You understand? The first boy is 27. How do you expect me not to be a peace practitioner? How do you expect me not to encourage a just town ambassadors? Am I going to split these kids into two? Because I'm a Muslim and they are much. So he has, those children have Christians as their cousins. They have, you know, Muslims as their cousins. So for, for some of us, it is incumbent. So Plateau Peace Practitioners Network, for instance, is a network of about uh, 63, you know, uh, 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 peace practitioners NGOs. So all the activities we've been doing, to God be the glory, is part of the success, you know, of uh, uh, the peace we enjoy today 
to some to some certain extent but where we have a basic challenge today apart from the the um apart from uh, the parental failure and then the spiritual failure, is this mindset we have, you know, quest, quest for ethnic supremacy, quest for religious supremacy. You know, it's so bad. That's why we say uh, uh, spiritual failure. You find that even within sects, in Islamic uh, uh, religion, there's, there's rivalry. Everybody wants to be superior to the, each sect wants to be superior to the other. Even in denominations within the Christendom, there's, there's, there's quest for supremacy. This dom- denomination wants to be, you know, superior to the other denomination. It even goes down to elections. You don't elect this person if he's not of this denomination. You understand? You don't present this person if he's not of this denomination. If even within Islam, you, you have this set supreme quest for supremacy. You, I will only vote for this person if he's of this sect. I will only, not until this person from this sect is not available, I won't vote for another person. It is wrong. This was not how it used to be. You understand? You go to some of these uh, uh, locations today, they now say, where are you from? It is so bad that even accidents today in just has... A religion. Yeah. Ah, ah. Okay, uh, very interesting. Now uh, let, let's let's talk about this narrative of justice and giving everybody a fair hearing. Uh, at the aftermath of the crisis of two thousand and one, there's been a lot of you know panel of inquiry set up uh, just to you know from the political point of view now because whether we like it or not, uh, the government would always uh, you know play a vital role in bringing everyone back in terms of policies, in terms of giving justice to the ones that have been sent out, the ones whom their properties. Were were destroyed the ones that have lost their sources of livelihood now where is the place of justice 20 years down the line has it really been served there is uh before the jta representative will take this let me make some very profound statements here for those who know me i'm a realist you understand and i say it as it is when we talk about willpower of the government a lot of people think it has got to do with security we need to change our approach you can't keep doing the same thing all the time and you expect a different result now we said we always publicize attacks how many of us have publicized the arrest how many of us have publicized the prosecution do we visit courts to know and see how these people are prosecuted we always cry for justice i tell you and i reveal to you today authoritatively it from 1999 to today 21 years running we have had only three death warrants signed by the entire 36 state governors in nigeria in 21 years where do you find justice in this so you will always cry for justice because you don't see it why do you have prison breaks emo edo it was even att- attempted on the plateau you have more than 400 even within plateau prisoners on death row Governors will always get political claps. They will go to prisons and give clemency, give amnesty every 1st October, every 1st January, and people will clap to them. Release criminals back to the society and come and torment us. They don't sign death warrants. 
how do you a common man on the street know you know uh, uh, perpetrators of, of, of criminality have been punished this is one very important aspect that people don't talk about it is absent completely in the psyche of Nigerians where justice is concerned and I think it's an, it's an anomaly it is wrong it is not normal once you take oath of office it includes that too and that justice you can't shy away from it they will, I've heard where people say We've had three sets of, 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 of governors from 1999 to date. None of them has signed any, any debt warrant. Go to the prisons and see how congested it is. So where, where are you looking for the justice? Where? How? Do you publicize the prosecution? Do you publicize the arrest? Not until these debt warrants are signed. You don't get justice. How? So these are some of the areas we need to address. So a lot of the times you blame the police. Yes, of course, they have their own shortcomings. But do they, at the end of the day, perform their roles? You can score them 40, 50 percent, depending on how it suits you. But justice is wholesome. Let's not only look at, you know, if you say these perpetrators, I mean, perpetrators of, 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 of evil deeds, of crimes are not arrested. Did you find out? Are they prosecuted? Did you find out? Are they sentenced? Did you find out? So not until these governors summon the political will to sign this death warrant, the common man will never know that justice is being given. Because to whom much is given, much is expected. expected. When you kill, they expect that the law. So you're languishing there in jail. Nobody knows. This is one area injustice that people always uh, cry and then they don't get it seen so other areas like we hear the new language now within the security uh palaces uh neutralize we hear that a lot of uh, uh bandits are being killed you know <laughs> but they call it neutralized you know so yeah so many are being killed and those that have been arrested the arrest is celebrated but what goes beyond the arrest is kept quiet this civil society, you know, uh, uh, should now take more interest in that side. And then Peace Practitioners Network is interested in it. Okay, so I would want uh, Chivanita to respond to the question I asked. In terms of justice, he just made mention of maybe one part of justice. I mean, when, you know, crises like this happen, uh, some people lose parts of their body and they live with that memory for the rest of their life. Some people lose their loved ones, their families. Some people are displaced. And it, it takes a lot of process. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more interested in your perspective to that, uh, Chivanita. Okay. Um, the only way has to be through advocacy, humanitarian relief, and not always material. A lot of the times we say humanitarian relief, people are looking for food, clothes, and all that's irrelevant. It's the time you spend with these people. Dialogue and mediation. We've reached a stage where we need to address certain issues like Sally's mentioned earlier. If this particular group feels offended and has been attacked and denied by so-called bandits, what was done about it by the governor? Now, there are reprisals because of these particular attacks. It is about time we bring these two warring parties together under a simple platform. It's important because the parents are sitting down there. It's the kids that are going out to fight and they are the ones dying. These are our future. 
So I think I and that is one uh, one of our our agendas with JTA is there has to be dialogue and mediation between both groups. Everybody's always so everybody's always walking around on eggshells when it comes to talking about Muslims and Christians. But it's reached that stage now. It's not and it's not even supposed to be about religion. I mean, how can we? How 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 great is the Almighty? God that will he will restrict your knowledge of him to one religion who do you think you are we're all created by the same person the same entity we have a choice to either be short dark and ugly to worship with one leg on the ground and our ears pointing backwards everybody's got a right to be able to watch and it just shows how great the almighty is because Sally's worships him in a different way I glorify him in a different way you do too in your own way some people are even non-believers of God but you see their attitudes to the next door neighbor shows who exactly they are it's reached that stage so we need to be able to address this on a one-to-one basis we have to I, I think what we're trying to do is lay this foundation because it's we're commiserating the world peace day unfortunately 20 years of it we're talking about the same thing 20 years ago we had different priorities between silence and myself we're trying to sort out ourselves you understand what i'm trying to say but it has reached a stage where we need to get these two warring parties the local communities who've lost their lives not only the indigenous have lost their life a lot of Muslims have lost their lives for no reason. I don't believe in reprisals for one. Two wrongs never made a right. I mean, who do you think you are? So if the police and the government is not working, what are we doing amongst ourselves? What are the village heads doing? The women leaders? The youth leaders? These are things that we should start looking towards. We, we can't always wait for the government to or the police or federal government pastors or the armed forces to sort things out. It has to be sorted out by ourselves. So it has to start inwards. There has to be dialogue and mediation. It's happened. I think it happened. Did you hear about it? I think it happened in Somalia or was it Burundi or somewhere where they got both the Tutsis and the That's Rwanda. 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 Thank you. It happened there. They both got both warring parties together in a big field. And this person came and greeted. Because we're human, no matter what. Love is ultimate. Because me, I'm the kind of person, if you upset me, I'm going to tell you exactly where you're coming out from. And I will tell you. And it's over. Once I can talk, once I can dialogue, I'm done. Okay. Uh, we'll come down to this conversation. Now, uh, she brought up uh, the Ubuntu philosophy, and it's one African philosophy that had continued to spread, uh, which is simply about brotherhood, seeing yeah. the next person as being a part of you. Now, uh, in the Plato Peace uh, Practitioners Network, which you've fronted, uh, which you've been uh, you know, a, a, a very vocal and active member of, now, what is the ideology uh, in terms of, uh, you know, looking into what she's talked about spending time with those people that feel aggrieved in the wake of all of this crisis oh i was in my own in my peaceful way you came in you killed my father killed my mother and i'm still living with that memory what are you doing you said uh, you know the pbpn is a conglomerate of several uh, you know peace uh, preaching agencies as it were what are your ideologies or your philosophy in terms of reaching out to these people that are feel neglected by the government now you have retributive justice you have restorative justice you have alternative 
justice, I mean, uh, uh, ADR, dispute resolution, alternative dispute resolution. Now, retributive, restorative, and alternative dispute resolutions are all things that have been ongoing. If we have enjoyed some relative peace in the last six years, um, part of his, part of it uh, is owed to the Plateau Peace Practitioners Network. So what we're saying here now is what she's calling, what, what, what the JTA representative, uh, which I also stand for, is talking about, is uh, calling for a truce. You know, because I, I must be very honest with you, and then, which is typical of how it should be and how we see it in PPPN. Without, without sincerity of purpose, we will continue to take sides if you don't view any issue with a neutral lens, you will continue to have a reoccurrence of such negativity. Now, number one, what is your position in any situation? Today, we have a very dangerous trend, and that dangerous trend is this stereotype narrative. Stereotype narrative has become cancerous. Once you hear of an attack, the first thing you do is not think of how to solve the problem. The first thing people do is think of the tribe behind that attack. Hmm. The first thing people do is think of a religion behind that attack. So what this does is it does not enable security agents to perform effectively. Once you say it is this tribe that is responsible, you have now narrowed the security agency's functions to look for criminals within that tribe in the event that it is not that tribe at that point in time. Once you say it is this religion, you know, you now narrow the, the minds of the security agents to this religion. If that if the if, if if the criminals are not from that religion, they go scot free. So today you have a situation whereby certain locations in Joss protect their own criminals. This is terrible. This is what has made you know this crisis not die. Where you have you know conspiracy of silence has been institutionalized. Hmm. People, communities, and societies protect their own criminal. There is no way we can progress with this kind of mindset. Stereotype. Narrative. So, you now say, it is only this tribe that has criminals. It is only this tribe, you know, or this religion that has criminals. It is not, it, it, we cannot function like that. So these are the painful aspects that we keep drumming it and it has festered. That is why today we consider it cancerous because it festered. You have certain locations today in just that one, two, three policemen cannot go and effect an arrest because the community will protect their own criminal. They will tell you, I think his house is just down there. People cannot even stroll in certain communities in Joss, cannot stroll to a kiosk 
50 meters, 40 meters away from their house just to buy bread from, you know, and then some boys can, will not emerge from the dark corners and just receive their phones. We know them. We know their parents. We know their houses. What do we do about it? Even where the, the security agencies apprehend these people, people in those communities contribute money and go and bail these boys out. So I think those are the aspects we need to address. And Plateau Peace Practitioners Network, uh, being a, 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 a group of, of NGOs put together, you know, cannot perform security work. We are only meant to bring out these ills in the society, you know. And then for JTA, as, as we speak today, these are people who have enjoyed what Josh used to be 50 years plus ago. So we are coming back now to, to, to partner with Plateau Peace Practitioners Network and then let them know and let everybody know because some of the NGOs in the network are maybe 10 years old, you know. So the history of JOS 60 years ago, you know, is what uh, JTA is bringing to the table and then we're going to look at how we can... Okay, uh, it's been a very interesting conversation on Let's Talk uh, this morning. I've been speaking with uh, Mr. Salis Muhammad Abdusalam uh, from the uh, Plateau Peaks Partitions Network and Chief Mrs. Anita George from the uh, Joss Town Ambassadors. I've been looking at 20 years down the line. Uh, what have we learned and how much have we grown from the scars and the wounds of the uh, September September 7th, uh, 2001 crisis that broke and chattered at the peaceful fiber of Plateau State into shreds. Have we been able to recover from that? And that has been the conversation this morning. And you can definitely join us now on our Facebook at facebook.com for slash JFM Joss on uh, 0905566699 or 0909884848. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Thank you for joining us on the show. Your name and where are you calling from? My name is Richard Edita, calling from Tudumada. Okay, Richard, thank you for joining us. Quickly, your thoughts. Uh, thank you very much. I want to appreciate your two guests in the studio. They have actually spoken well of that line of which they need to talk. I will say that the truth of the matter is that no matter what kind of solution we are providing today, if there is no justice, if there is no justice, Forget about all those solutions we are coming about with. The truth of the matter is that what will you tell someone, just like a question is asked, that someone who is within Plateau State knows who killed his father, who killed his mother, who killed his cousin, yet his land has been taken away from him and is not actually getting justice as just to that. And today you are sitting with that kind of person and you say, please forgive. Please, can we also give a sincere answer to that. I will say that I want to urge the government, of which we have given the support, bringing them on board, in order to perform some responsibility. They should try as much as possible to punish all criminals. If criminals are not punished, if criminals are not taken care of, based on the structure of the government or security, forget it. We are still playing. But most importantly, as a peace-loving we must also preach peace. For peace is not the absence of war, but the presence of justice. Thank you and God bless you all. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Richard Egbita, for uh, lending your thoughts to the conversation. 09055 or 09098848848. Hello, good morning. 
Hello, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining us on the show. Your name and where are you reaching out from? Thank you very much. My name is Sadiq Kumar. I'm calling from T. Sadiq Kumar, quickly and straight to the point. Yes, I, I want to comment on you. They have spoken well. And actually, what's happening in Plateau State is something that is very, very uh, confused because of the solution that everybody now is finding. And the solution is within the people of the community because it's within the community that we have these bad looms and it's within the community that we have the security and it's within the community that we have those that can talk to people and hear. And working with us is bringing the issue of sentiment. If any crime happens and we are relating it to issue of religion, right, or any ethnic group, that means the solution, no matter how justice has been happening, one side will say that the justice is not fair. So that said that if the only solution to this issue is we the people have to decide it. If the people have to decide it, to live in peace, that's something that is very, very important. And one thing the Plateau State is, uh, citizens now, the indigenous of Plateau State is supposed to understand or bring on board is how to develop Plateau State. And what and what are they going to do to develop on Plateau State? For example, now we cannot talk of be talking about the issue of land grabbing and we'll be talking about justice. What is land grabbing and how can justice be done with land grabbing? A person cannot just buy land for the previous past 10 years and you now expect him to just collect the land like that and destroy his house. Where can he start? You know that there is no justice. And again, if a crime has been acted, if the governor or the president have bring a enforcement on it, then we will not be talking about where and which or religion this person are from. If we start thinking about this thing, then you will see that the justice is not fair. It's we people that we decide to bring development to the uh, Thank you, uh, Sadiq. Uh, please uh, try to wrap up problem. your thoughts. Okay, thank, thank you very you. much, uh, Sadiq Kumar, for always joining us at 0909 I've been with uh, the representative of uh, Justown Ambassadors and the uh, Plateau Peaks Practitioners Network. And uh, we're just having an appraisal of how we've moved from uh, the unfortunate 2001 crisis crisis on the plateau. Hello, good morning. Good morning. I'm Daniel. I'm Toji from Dallas. Okay, Daniel, quickly to your to your point. I appreciate the two guests that are in the house. Though my leader has spoken, uh, Mr. Richard, but I want to add to this voice that uh, in the, the in view of these justice, you see, like me in Dong here, we have two villages under Dong, which is uh, Dangorgo and Mifarimoto. Now, there is no single person there. I mean, the owners of that place, there is none of them there. So if the government wants to do justice, it should go there. Those people, you find them there, you ask them questions, whether it is their place or not. Please, I will say that uh, 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 there is one thing that they just made mention there that I, I did not understand it. That uh, for the past uh, six years we have been enjoying, enjoying peace on the plateau. I don't know whether those instances in, in Bokos and in Rome and other local governments like that, they, have been, they happened years back. So I don't know whether those ones, they are at peace or whatever. People lost their lives during those uh, 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 uh,
But they will keep saying uh, that it's now that we experience a uh, lack of peace in Plato. I don't know. If you give me answer to that, thank you. Okay, uh, thank you very much. Uh, 0909884848. I'm sure my guests are noticing uh, those concerns being raised by the callers. Let me go on Facebook. Uh, it's Prince Alabi on Facebook says, It's really sad to see what home of peace and tourism has become. It just used to be one of the busiest cities in Nigeria, but the enemy amongst us find its way into the heart of the people and they began to kill each other. But my question is this after 20 years, if you're fighting because of religion, have you been able to send a Christian or Muslim out of the state? If you're fighting because of ethnic differences, have you been able to kill all your so-called enemies? If you're fighting because of the fact that you don't want foreigners, have you been able to send all of them out? If you're fighting because of what you want to steal, have you become the wealthiest person on earth? Hatred would never yield development. War would only take us and make us poorer. Justice for one is justice for all. It's Prince Alabi on Facebook. Thank you very much. Asitkuka Geb Gambo says, I want to know the causes of the 2001 crisis. From there, we can start talking about solutions. Jacob asks that, the 2001 crisis is still very much in my mind. You can't eat, you can't sleep, you keep hearing sounds of gun, shouting from afar are rare and common. Uh, the cloud is dark in the broad daylight because of the smoke, dead people on the road, our waterways and on the street. It is not a good experience. Anyone that sees those scenarios with his eyes will not pray for anything called a crisis again. But we thank God we are still alive and we are grinding to the fullest. Peace is the only solution to the development of any given society. Actor Vic Issa on Facebook says, I think restructuring is the best option to put an end to all of this crisis. If you have a state police and our judiciary is functional, it means that anyone that commits a crime on the plateau or she will be punished according to our laws. Abuja would have no power to call for criminals to be transferred as usual. Secondly, the ban on grazing which would also help reduce killing. Buhari once told us to go back to our villages and farm. Then he should ask Fulani headsmen to go back to their village and rear their own cattle. Upon what Sunday Kazi say, it's never been easy, but to God we give the glory and thanksgiving that we're still living a better chance to move forward without backsliding. For the past 20 years of killings and destruction of properties, a loss of innocent lives, history has put it in writing in many ways and these lives that have been touched. So uh, what about today's killings, crisis, destruction, kidnappings without even demanding for ransom uh, since you have touched this field and how about the painful part of the fight? Interesting question. And Nathaniel Ngwe says, if after 20 years we can still not provide solution to the problems of good citizens of this state, it means something is lacking somewhere. Uh, let's uh, caution the youth, the religious leaders, the traditional leaders, and the government itself. Uh, David Gierden on Facebook says, it has been very sad memories on the plateau, but we hope in God that things will be back in Jesus' name. Uh, John Marthon, uh, the, you mean the general... Okay. I won't take your message. Uh, John Martin, I got it, but I won't take it. Agiesopa uh, Isaac says, All I pray for is lasting peace on the plateau. Sunday Moses LVLV on Facebook says, I saw bad incident that occurred in just on that fateful Friday afternoon. It was horrible and sorrowful. The enemies plan to destroy the plateau state. Our only pride and inheritance is historical. We stand strong because development and peace would come back to just and plateau state. Let me go back to the phone lines. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Okay, uh, good morning. Thank you for joining us How on the you? show. I'm very good. I trust you're fine also. Okay, my name is Zachary. I'm calling from Bauchero. Zachary, go ahead with your contribution. Yeah, you see, the issue of uh, 
peace cannot be overemphasized. Let's continue to live in peace and let's continue to live in harmony with one another. You understand? Now we cannot be peace without justice. But where do you get justice? You get justice through the court and the judicial process. So anybody who feels aggrieved should go to the courts or judicial uh, institutions to be able for him to get the required peace. What is land grabbing? Somebody comes along and grabs your land. Yes, like that. But did you collect money from that very person? If somebody from nowhere just come and institutionalize himself in that very place, and you never collect money, that one is a different thing. But you collect that money, and here you are, you are talking from another different side, that you want your life back. You're eating your cake and having it. So that is not the right way. We should try and do justice for all parties, regardless of who all is God. So with the issue of KK, I think the government to come in and look at tamper uh, justice with masses. Because it's not because of one or two people do something and you will go ahead and sanction everybody. If there are criminals in a certain area, the security agent should be stationed in a particular place. Because just or Platinum State is a transit road. And uh, foreigners or people who don't know the area will just come and lie in a particular area. And before you know it, they will be massacred. So security agents should be stationed at strategic areas so that for so all this kind of crisis that we devil our state. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much for your contribution. And uh, let me let me come back to my guest. Uh, 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 Mr. Salis, I believe you've listened with keen interest all the calls and the contribution calling from the, uh, from the messages. And now, if we're not celebrating, then what should we be doing tomorrow? Uh, well, uh, considering what some of the uh, callers uh, uh, expressed concerns about. First and foremost, somebody said he doesn't understand the peace I'm talking about, you know, in the last six years. Is it that people have not been killed in Bokos, Riyom, and um, Barik in Ladio, Basa? To be honest with you, if he has been in, uh, in Joss and has been on the plateau uh, in the last 20 years. In the last six years, did we experience any curfew? In the last six years, did we experience any uh, emergency rule? It's, you can't compare it with what transpired or what happened you know, prior to that. So this is the kind of stereotype thinking that we keep complaining about. Give on to Caesar what is due Caesar. If somebody actually has uh, done some efforts in certain areas, you know, give it. We're not the kind of people, uh, I even forgot to mention, you know, say I'm the convener movement for the rights of Almagiri child. I know the kind of knocks I receive, you know, from my, from my brethren. So what we're saying is this stereotype should stop. If we have to get things right, we should view issues with a neutral lens. We should view issues from a neutral perspective. Now, somebody also talked about um, uh, justice. I did mention, you know, uh, retributive. I did mention alternative uh, 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 dispute resolution. You know, there is no way we will 
not look at justice from a holistic angle we should just look at it from one angle there is there are always three sides to a story to any kind of story your side my side and the observer's side so when you approach a court you will always have the judges side your side my side and then the, the reason why we came to the court is for us to have a third opinion so but if you don't have a neutral you know mind when you view issues you always see it from your own side and you can't be right let me tell you one shocking thing the entire american uh, legislature the senate and the lower house only one person voted against intervention in afghanistan today that one person is vindicated one person one so most times you just think majority is right no the issue of right is relative is a perspective thing I, i'm telling you today 20 years ago one person only in the entire american legislature usa legislature both the senate and the lower house only one person objected going to afghanistan today that one person is considered a hero she was right so we should always look at when you talk about justice i did mention this absence of signing of um that uh, warrants you know now within our locality when a muslim kills a muslim you know you don't hear it when a christian kills a christian you don't hear it so where is justice it is very easy to blame and blame and blame let us start taking the blame on ourselves that is what jta pppn we're saying come out and then accept that you have problems so that it can be solved but when we keep blaming keep we keep pointing fingers no 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 that tribe that religion that government no it okay. Okay, um, let, let me come to uh, Chief Mrs. Uh, let, let's, uh, tomorrow uh, is a very significant day uh, in the history of Plateau State. And for you, as someone that had lived almost all your life on the Plateau, someone that, you know, you witnessed all of that, and the relative peace in quotes that everyone is talking about, it looks like that peace has been disturbed again. So what message are you sending out tomorrow? I know there probably won't be maybe gatherings because of the security sensitivity of the state and all of that but what do you have in plans uh, tomorrow i think um, i don't think the world commemorating peace day should even be tomorrow we are coming to terms with our failures mine very yours, true and every other person's failure on the plateau it's about time we need to think about we need to start like um salis mohammed said we need to start to look inwards. We need to start to address these issues because they are already affecting our families and they're going to our communities, going to the states, local government areas. It is a fundamental human error that every single person is guilty of. We've gotten away with it. We've gotten away with corruption. We've gotten away with laziness. We've gotten away with injustice. So a lot of, like, if somebody talked about the fact that how do you come to terms, you have to, there has to be dialogue. Because, look, a human being is made up of water. 60% of our composite is water. Water is love. The person who killed you or did not kill you or the person who you went to go and have the person attack with, they all drink water. 
They are humans like us. And at the end of the day, you know, Nigerians are peace-loving people, really. We've, we've, we've been... It's, I, look, it's not only the plateau states. We're talking about it because this concerns us fundamentally right now. If we don't start to look inwards, it's going to affect the future, the social structure, economic structure of these states. The youths need to be guided in the right path because those are our future leaders. Yeah, very important. I'm tired of blaming the armed forces, the police, the this, the this, the that, that. Even amongst, there's some good people there, but you see, majority of our attitude is nonchalant. You know, so we need to look inwards. Okay, uh, thank you very much. Uh, if you've spent time with us this morning, then you would understand where the plateau story is going towards. Uh, it's about peace, justice, and everyone having a sense of belonging. And I've been speaking with Mr. Salis Muhammad Abdul Salam uh, from the Peace uh, Practitioners, uh, Plateau Peace Practitioners Network, and of course, uh, Chief Anita George uh, from the uh, Justan Ambassadors. Uh, you can always keep the conversation going on J11.9 FM on all our platforms. At uh, 10 a.m., uh, the news comes. Thank you very much, Mr. Salis, for joining us on the show. My pleasure all the time, any day. And thank you, uh, Miss Chief Miss Anita George, for joining us on the show as well. Thank you very much. Stay out of trouble. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.